Okay, so um, there, as ever, are a few faces that I don't recognise as I look around. So obviously, I had a bit of an introduction um, from Adrian, and yeah, I was became Christian when I was very, very young, and um, was, I've been part of this church. Uh, since it started, so I've been around for, for a while. And um, 11 years ago, I, I felt God had called me to South Africa, so for the last 11 years, that's where I've been, to a tiny place called Clarens, which is on the northern border of Lesotho, if you want to look at a map and see. Um, I just arrived back yesterday for the Christmas holidays. This is our summer holiday, <laughs> so this is our longer break of the, of the two in the year. Um, yeah, so I've been in the habit of, of speaking when I've come back. Um, Nathan's been challenging me to step out and do not just my normal, go through what I've been doing since the last time. And this time his suggestion was that perhaps I could talk about lessons that I've learned since being in Clarence, which sounded like it should be easy enough. I should be able to know what I've learned, but actually when you stop and think, oh... Yeah, there's some things that you know and you've kind of picked it up along the way and um, it's not always exactly clear what, yeah, what's taught you or how... Yeah, I don't know. So I didn't really know quite where to start. So I started um, by looking back over a journal that I'd written when I first went to South Africa. Um, <clears throat> and there was in it lots of just the day-to-day -day stuff of life, um, kind of just the mundane things that I was doing. I'd also try to note in there things that I felt that God was saying or um, things I'd heard people say or that I'd read in books. But um, as I was kind of looking at it, I was thinking, you know, just because I read it doesn't mean now that I know it and that I've actually learned that thing. So even that didn't really feel like, oh, yes, okay, now I've got a list of things that I can say that I, I've learned these things. But um, you know, one of the things that I was reminded of as I was reading through um, was that when I first went to South Africa, quite quickly after being there, within the first term probably, I had um, three words that about my being in South Africa being for a season. Um, so in my mind, seasons are fairly short. I thought maybe it was the two years of my visa or possibly, um, no, sorry, two years that Margaret had asked for or the three years of my visa. Um, but in fact, um, I've come to realize that when God talks about seasons, uh, his idea of time is a bit different to ours. And I've been there a lot longer than, uh, than I expected. As I said, I've been there for 11 years. So that's perhaps one, one lesson, just uh, when God says something, you know, we can have our idea of what that might look like but God's idea might be a bit different to that. Um, I was just reflecting on then why, why did God say that? Why was it so clear um, that he was saying that it was a good place to be, but it was only for a season? Um, was it to stop me from putting down roots in that place? I think to begin with, that's how I thought about it. I didn't end up buying a car when I first went because I thought, oh, you know, I'm not going to be there for that long. Um, wasn't very good at learning the language to begin with because I wasn't going to be there that long. Um, but I remember someone saying somewhere along the line that about making a place home for the time that you're there. And, you know, I felt that God did confirm that to me, that that was what I was to do. Um, so after the first couple of years, I had to move on from the, the place that I was living in. I'd been living in rented accommodation, and the owners wanted to sell it. But the place that, we, that I ended up moving to was actually um, owned by a couple from the church. They had then moved on to Lesotho, but were happy for the school to rent it on a long-term basis. So that's 
it gave quite a different feel of, um, to being in a place that you knew you could be there for a bit longer. So I kind of put down literal roots by getting some vegetables planted in the garden with, you know, knowing that then all being well, you'd see them come up the next year. Whereas when you think you're just in a place for a while, you don't do things like that because you, you might not be there to see the fruit of it. Um, yeah, so... Um, I did make it home for the time that I've been there. Um, and I'm still not quite sure why those words came so clearly right at the beginning. Um, but I know that they caused me to keep asking God um, to show me if it was right for me to stay or if it was time to move on. So every time my three-year visa was coming to an end, it's like, okay, so is this the right time to be moving on? Um, and then having to listen to God and, and learn to seek his guidance on whether that was... Um, continuing to be the right place for me or if it was time for a step to to do something else um and yeah I've had to to um be prepared for the fact that one day I will move on from there and to trust that um yeah God knows the plans that he has for me even when I don't know what those are um but it says in Proverbs chapter three that um as we acknowledge him in all of our ways um, that he will make our paths straight. So I've had to, to learn to trust that as I seek him, he will make it clear to me um, yeah, where I'm to be and how long that is going to be for us in his hands. So um, one of the key things that we all need to learn then is to, to trust God. And the circumstances that he uses to teach us that will be different because we're all in different situations. Um, but he might be asking us to, to trust in provision, or in my case, it was trusting for guidance, maybe we're trusting him for healing. Um, but in the face, we've talked uh, and this morning a few people about hard times and maybe disappointment. We've also got to trust that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So we might have our thought of how God's going to answer us, but we've got to learn to trust that he knows um, yeah, the plans that he has. Um, and as I was considering then again about how we come to that place of learning to trust God, um, I read a, co a comment by a lady called Mary D that it starts with relationship. We trust those that we know. So we need to make sure that knowing God is a priority in our lives. <clears throat> she comments that just as our human friendships take time and commitment, it involves talking and listening and learning to, to, um, about the other person. And that's how it's got to be with our relationship with God. We've got to, um, again, that came through what was being said earlier, that, and the importance of, of spending time with God and um, yeah, having relationship with him. And that he's got to be the center of all that we do, and it's all about him. Um, I think another thing that I've been, um, that God has wanted me to learn um, sometimes I can feel that I've got to do more. I'm quite good at writing lists of things that I've got to do and um, could be thinking about, um, yeah, what, if, to be successful perhaps or to feel that you're, you're a value to God. You've got to be doing things for him. But actually I think um, what he's been teaching me is that actually what's most important is to, to learn to spend time with him and enjoy his presence. A few months ago I was asked to speak at church about... Um, a lifestyle of worship and it was good to be reminded that we can enjoy God's presence throughout the day it says in 1 Corinthians 10 31 whatever you do do it all for the glory of God um, so in the last couple of years I've uh, taken up running and I've been um, enjoying being out in the 
in the mountains. I particularly love it when you get up to the tops and kind of looking out. And um, I'm not quite like Eric Little, but sometimes that word, <laughs> those words from the chariots of fire come to my mind, that when I run, I feel God's pleasure. But I just that um, I've just been um, amazed, really, that we can be doing things that we enjoy doing and actually know God's pleasure in, in the midst of those things. It doesn't... It, you know, we, we can enjoy being together with um, him in his presence, places like this, but actually even in the things that we do, um, we can enjoy God's presence and every act, um, every activity that we do can be an act of worship when we do it for the praise and glory and pleasure of God. Another example of um, God reminding me of this was um, I've been playing the piano quite a lot recently and um, it occurred to me one day that, yeah, I can play the wor- I can worship God as I play worship music, but actually even if I'm not playing worship music, I can be playing other pieces, but just enjoying the talent that God's given me to do that. And as I, as I enjoy it, I've, yeah, just, just reminding me that actually that also gives him pleasure. Um, so just whatever we do, we can um, yeah, do it to glorify God. And you know, even if it's the mundane things of life, the washing up for going to work, you know, when we do it with a good attitude and in a way that honors him, that could also be our act of worship. Um, so one of the um, and, um, books that I've read a couple of times since being in Clarence is Yancey's book on prayer. I don't know about you, but I don't always find it very easy to pray and sometimes even questioned, why do we have to pray? God knows anyway. Um, what's, the, what's the point? It can, it can feel, yeah, hard work. And, um, but in the book, Yancey comments that we don't, we don't pray to tell God what he doesn't know or even to remind him of things he's forgotten. He goes on to say that God already cares for the things that we pray about and has simply been waiting for us to care about them with him. He says that God, like most of us, cares mainly about being loved, believed, trusted, and honored. Um, Another book that I read was by a lady called Heidi Baker, and she says that we are called to intimacy, and it's the degree that we're in love with Jesus, that we radiate him and um, others see him in us. The more that we love him, the more that we can love others. Um, so, yeah, just again being reminded that um, yeah, it's about spending time with, with Jesus and learning to love him and speak to him as we go through um, the day. It says in John that if we remain in him, that we will bear much fruit. I've sometimes just wondered what that, what that fruit looks like. I've not seen lots of people become Christians, maybe one or two. Um, but if it's about people becoming Christians, then where's the much fruit? But um, I heard a comment recently that someone said about the fruit being whatever we do and say that brings glory to God. Um, and that was helpful to me to think, yeah, actually, it's more than, you know, all, all being well, we will see people coming to know Jesus, but actually, it can be much more than that. So Jesus is the source of all that we need for, for life and godliness. Love, grace, power, wisdom, patience, all those things that we need. Um, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Um, for the last year or so, I've been using an app. It was actually... Um, my sister-in-law, Wendy, that said that she'd been using something called PrayerMate on her phone. And I decided I'd try that out. Um, it's, it's, you can put in um, information of your own and they give you suggested headings. Then you can add your own subjects and things. But it's been quite helpful um, to pray 
more regularly for for various different things. It reminds me uh, you could put in things as you pray. So as you look back on it, you can see specific things you prayed, which obviously that's encouraging to to see. Ah, oh, yeah, actually, I prayed for that last time, and you can see um, that God has been at work. And um, yes, that's encouraging. Um, and I've also just yeah, I think I'm. I've, probably over the years been quite good at talking. <laughs> I'm not always so good at listening to what, what God says. But I've, again, just as I've been doing that, sometimes a person will come to mind or a verse will come to mind as I'm, as I'm praying for someone. And I think I've just been a bit quicker these days to realize that actually that can be the Holy Spirit prompting me um, to either pray for that person more or maybe to message them and encourage them um, with some you know, words maybe that came to mind when, as I was praying. Um, and yeah, just to believe that even those kind of thoughts that can seem a bit random, actually the Holy Spirit can be using those to, to prompt us and, and use us to be a blessing to, to other people. Um, I think another thing that's been good to learn um, is that we've, we've all got to do whatever it is that God call, has called us to do. And obviously that's different for each of us. We've got to learn to run the race marked out for us and not think that someone else's race looks more exciting or um, more interesting. Um, yeah, so we've got to end. So, and spending time with Jesus learning to hear what he's saying to us and being obedient to that, that um, when we're in that place, we can know his peace in our hearts, even when things don't turn out as we expect. Um, I know when I was um, teaching here in Jersey, I found it very tough and even questioned whether I should be a teacher. Um, it would have been very easy to look at someone else's life and think, oh, I think that looks better than what, what I'm doing. Um, but I think God even used those things to make me ready to move on. And um, you know, that's so that, um, I ended up being in South Africa, sort of out of that place of finding it very hard here. But it was interesting, having been in that very negative place about my ability to, to teach. To um, We were talking about personality types in a training session that we had out there. And they were just describing various things about a person, which I thought, oh, yes, that's me, yes, that's me. And then they said, natural teacher. Whoa. I certainly um, didn't feel like I was a natural teacher. And I uh, can't say that being out there, it became plain sailing. But, um, but it's, yeah, just that learning to do the things that God's called you to do and um, yeah, relying on him for strength in, in the difficult times. Um, yeah, last thing I want to say is just that I've really come to know that God is faithful. Um, through the good times and the hard times, he remains the same. Um, in my slightly strange existence of kind of living between two countries, being far away from family, God's always there. Um, I've really been enjoying the song recently that says, um, well, it's just the song, Great is Your Faithfulness. Uh, it says, even um, though ch seasons um, change, they come... Uh, Sorry. Though changing seasons may come and go, your faithfulness remains. And so, yeah, I want to thank God that he's been that rock, that foundation in my life. And, um, yeah, his faithfulness to me over the years that I've been there. So. <laughs>